dead to sin. What? Oh, yes, I forgot. Stand up again. Isn't this exciting? He forgets everything. I can't wait. (laughs) Hey, stop laughing, Marilyn. Marilyn, you're getting me so. Okay, the Lord God has given me the tongue of the learned that I should know how to speak a word in season to him who is weary. He awakens me morning by morning. He awakens my ear to hear as the learned. The Lord God has opened my ear and I was not rebellious, nor did I turn away. Amen. Karen, thank you very much. <laughs> yeah. This is safe. Now, in John chapter 7, verse 17, Jesus says this. If anyone, if anyone wants to do his will, if anyone wants to do his will, he will know of the doctrine, concerning the doctrine, he will know concerning the doctrine, whether it is from God or whether I speak on my own authority. If anyone wants to do the will of God, so really it's whether you want or not. It's really up to you. If anyone wants to, you're not forced, but if that's your desire, you will do the will of God. You see, he says, if anyone wants to do the will of God, he shall know. In other words, you will experience it. Christianity is something that you experience. It's not something to talk about. It's not just knowledge. It's something to experience. I don't want a Christianity that's based on just words. We want Christianity that I can experience. Something that can change my life. Something that can change my situation. Something that can bring healing to my life. That's what Christianity is all about. Jesus said, you will know, you will certainly know by experience. That's what I believe he meant. You will know by experience whether this doctrine is from God or I speak on my own authority. Now, if it's from God, He'll change your life. He'll help you to do His will. And we're coming to that. Doctrine is very important. What you believe is so important. What you receive will change your life. And we're not talking about some words spoken to you to make you struggle hard to do something. No, this is supernatural. It's almost like a miracle. He changes you. You just you will be like outside yourself, watching yourself change, and people will be telling you what's happening to you. We can tell you've changed, and even though you're not even aware, they can see the smile, they can see the peace because God is at work in your life because you have chosen on your own to do His will. You don't force anybody. We've tried it. It doesn't work. You can't force them to go to church. It's just wasting your time. If they don't want to do it, they won't bother with God. But if they want to, Jesus says, if you are sitting here today and you really want to do His will, He's there with you. You will experience Him. You will know. That's what He's saying. You will know. You know, 
we're talking about being dead to sin. Let me say this to you. If you have any form of addiction and it's bothered you, you want to be free, your day of freedom has come. Can I hear an amen? amen? Whatever it is, whatever habit you've taken on and you've struggled, today I believe God will give you revelation from His Word. Because Jesus said, he said to us in John chapter 8, verse 32, And you shall know the truth, and the truth is it God will make you free? No. The truth has power enough in it to set you free. You just stand still and the truth will make you free. You don't make yourself free. The truth from God's word that's so powerful will change your life. That's what this is all about. That's why it is grace. You do nothing and God blesses you as you receive the truth. And God's going to do that this morning. In Jesus' name, can I hear an amen? God's going to do just that this morning. You know, John the Baptist, he saw Jesus walking to him. And you can read that in John chapter 1, verse 29. He saw Jesus walking to him. And John said to his disciples, including John, the apostle John, Andrew, some of them standing by him. He said, behold, in other words, look, behold the Lamb who takes away the sin of the world. Notice no sins, right? Sin. The essence of it. What causes us to sin? The root of it. Sins, that's what we do. The root of sin. To destroy, he took away the sin of the world. Look, John said, that man is the lamb. Because the Jews were familiar with it. They slayed lambs for atonement to cover their sins. Their sins were covered for just one year. The next year they have to come back and slay another lamb or bull and, and, and pour the blood out to cover their sins. But John the Baptist is saying, I'm giving you a new revelation. The man you are looking at, yeah, he is, looks like a man, but he is the lamb. He is not just a lamb, he is the lamb of God. And what he is going to do through his workings on the earth, he is going to put away sin. Take away the sin of the world. For the Jews, their sins were covered only for Israelites. Right? Only for the Jews. But this lamb is for the world. He is taking away the sin of the world. Now, if the sin is being taken away, we don't have any problem with sin anymore. Can I hear an amen? Because it's been taken away. Hebrews chapter 9 verse 26. It says, Once at the end of the ages, He has appeared. That Jesus has appeared to take away or to put away sin. He appeared once at the end to put away sin. You can argue with it all you want. But until you believe it, he doesn't work for you. All God is asking for that power that, that was manifested when Jesus went to the cross and put away sin, 
for you to experience it where the desire to do wrong leaves you and you don't want to go there anymore. It's irritating to you. Or when that your nature is completely changed will only come when you believe what God is saying. You can read that in Isaiah chapter 53. Who has believed our report? That sin has been put away. I don't have to worry myself anymore about sin. I don't have to be fearful. I'm going to be sin. Hold me back, God. I'm going to be sinning pretty soon. God, if you don't hold me back, I'm just going to fall into it. I don't have to worry about that. Because why? He put away sin. And all he's asking me to do is believe it. The Lamb of God that takes away our sin. He takes away our sin. And He's still doing it today. Notice, present continuous. He takes away our sin. Until time is no more, Jesus is still taking away sin. If you have sin and you want it taken away, you don't want anything from it, Jesus will take that away from you this morning. Can I hear an amen? All you have to do is say, I believe it. Amen. Is it that hard? Say, I believe it. And if you say you believe it, the power is released into your life and you can be free. You can be free. You know, the Bible tells us. He says, I need to mention this before I go on to the next scripture because it's so important. It tells us in John chapter 1 verse 17. Chapter 1 verse 17. It says, the law was given through Moses. The law was given through Moses. But grace and truth came through our Lord Jesus Christ. You see, in the sacrifice that Jesus gave for us, in, in, in uh, uh, 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verse 55, he says, Oh, death, where is your sting? Oh, death, where is your sting? Oh, Hades, and that translation says, Oh, hell, oh, death, where is your victory? You used to have victory over mankind. No one could escape. No one. You got everybody together. You, no one could escape. But now, through the sacrifice, through the Lamb, God saying, look, death, you don't have any power anymore. You got no sting anymore. That's scripture. That's in the word of God. Oh, death, where is your sting? Oh, Hades. Hell, you don't have victory anymore. You're losing your people. They're going to the side of God. And he says, this thing of death is sin. If you keep sin and you don't let it go, you die. Sin is the most offensive thing to God. And the most destructive thing to a man. Everything that sin touches dies. If you, you allow sin to touch your finances, it will die. If you allow it to touch your, your marriage, it will die. Everything that sin touches dies. But when we receive grace, we're free from sin and we come alive. If we come alive. Your finances come alive. Your health comes alive. Everything that grace touches. For the law was given through Moses. 
but grace and truth came through Jesus Christ. He says it clearly there. Oh, death, where is your sting? Oh, oh, grave, oh, where is your victory? Oh, hell, where is your victory? The sting of death, he's saying. And the strength of sin is the law. Yes, the law? Yeah, the law. But the law demands it. And sin takes advantage of that. But Jesus came and he fulfilled the law for us. And put away sin. He fulfilled the law. That's why he said, I didn't come to destroy the law. I came that the law might be fulfilled. He fulfilled it. Now, sin doesn't have power over us. If we believe, don't lean on your own understanding. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. You've done it your way. It hasn't worked. Why don't you try the way of faith? Amen. Try the way of faith. Now, Romans, I'm quoting a lot of scriptures this morning, but they got to do this. Romans chapter, chapter 6, verse 14. He says, for sin shall not have dominion over you. Why? Why? Because you are not under the law. You are under grace. Amen. But grace is so good. Grace teaches us that we deny ungodliness. That's not who we are anymore. I'm a new creation in Christ Jesus. I'm free. I'm free. Sin shall not have dominion over you. Can you say that? Sin shall not have dominion over me. If you can boldly believe that and say it with your mouth, sin has no power. Sin has no power. There is only one way to be free from sin, okay? Die. Okay? Romans chapter 6 tells us, verse 7, He who has died has been freed from sin. Right? I didn't say that. God said that, okay? Dead people don't respond. Amen? Dead people don't get angry. Hello? Dead people are not jealous. They don't gossip. Certainly don't gossip. Show me a dead man that's gossiping. That's a problem. They don't hate people. They're dead. No dead man sins. That's what the scripture says. The only way to be free from sin is to die. It is a story about this guy. Uh, we don't. We deal with the dead. The dead. 
he was in the morgue, so I, I don't I can't fully recall but what I would say you what I remember. <coughs> but this guy his job was to tag the death the dead so that not nothing is mixed. He has their, their tag and he put that uh, steel stuff and, and then squeeze it and, and you know tag them. And he was going from he's been doing this for a while. And no dead man has ever said anything to him. And uh, he, he started from the beginning just tagging, doing the business. And then he got to this guy whose parents have been praying, God, we need him back. And he was tagging his toe, and the guy moved his toe a little bit. <laughs> he moved back. Maybe I just dreamed that. So he went back and he squeezed it a little and the guy said, Ooh, that hurts. He, he, took, <laughs> he took off. The dead are not supposed to speak. No dead person is saying. That's my point. But did you know, the way Jesus is, and in the mind of God, you died. When Jesus died, every person says, I mean, a bunch of great principle here, everyone will die twice. Let me say it that way. You die physically, and you die spiritually. You choose. You die physically, you die spiritually. The Bible tells us Hebrews chapter, um, let me see, Hebrews chapter 6, I believe, verse 28. No, sorry, Hebrews chapter 9, verse 27. He says, for it is appointed unto man once to die. And after that, he's talking about physical death. Then there is judgment for the spiritual death. To see if you have died spiritually before. And if you have not died spiritually before your natural death, you still have one more death. But if you died with Christ... You've already died your spiritual death while you were here and you don't have to die again spiritually because you died with Christ. And you live because you were born again. Amen. You were born again. And that's why Paul said in in Galatians 2 verse 20, I am crucified with Christ. I no longer live. The life that I now live, I live by what? Faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. He died in my place. I died with him. So the only way to be free from sin is to die. And you already died according to scripture. You died with the Lord Jesus. And because you died with the Lord Jesus, 
You cannot respond to sin. Sin is spiritual. Just like sickness is spiritual. These things are spiritual. And if you receive it by faith, this Holy Spirit gives life to your spirit. And you knew Christianity is not a religion. It's a spiritual thing with God. Where your life is done. The world doesn't understand it. They criticize us and say all kinds of things against us. But because they don't know it. How can you know? I lived in Africa before I came to the United States. I read about the streets. I read about the roads and the, the highways going from Florida all the way to California. Several lanes. And I'm thinking, wow, this is wonderful. You couldn't imagine what I was thinking in my But I had never seen it. If you are on the other side, you can't you can see it. Come in and experience what this is all about. You die when you receive Christ. You die when you say, God, I don't want my old life. I want this new life. Put me to death. And don't stay with the old man that's in you. Take him to the water grave. Okay? Take him to the water grave. Let him die. You know... You can read in Romans chapter, I believe chapter 6 verse 11. He says, likewise you reckon yourself to be dead indeed to sin. I'd like you to see that scripture. Romans 6 verse 11. Please put that scripture up because it's very important. The only way is by faith. Believe it with all of your heart. Likewise, you also reckon. It doesn't feel like great, but God died for you. Accept it and confess it that you died with Christ. That sin doesn't have dominion over you. Those habits no longer have dominion over you. You are dead to sin. He says, likewise, you reckon yourselves to be what? Dead indeed. Read the scriptures. Dead indeed to sin. That's how you're free. You know, when I, was a, when I started off as a Christian, I talked about it this morning a little bit. I was saved in those days where they had bell-bottom pants, you know. And fro. <laughs> okay. And those big belts, you know. I was so crazy. I mean, I, everybody knew if you're going for an interview, uh, you wear your suit. And, and you're going, I went in with those platform shoes, my bare bottom pants, and, and, and all my fro. Well, for, I don't have a whole lot of it these days, but uh, I went for an interview like that. That was how I was crazy. No wonder God said, everybody else can be a Christian. Uh, not you. That's the way my life was. But they didn't know what I knew after I received Christ. I got power from heaven. The old good luck, the new died. Amen. And there was a major transformation. Never went back to those things. Never went back to drinking. I've never gone back. I've never gone back. 
it's been so many years. I won't tell you how many years. It's my business, not your business. But, <laughs> but never went back. Never. Because of the power of God. It's real. It's real. You can be free. Tell God, I don't want this old way. I want your way. That's what we do when we come to God in repentance. And notice, it's God's goodness that brings us to repentance. God's goodness. When you know the truth that He's already died for you, then you accept it and put away your old life. And you can be free. You can be free. Uh, Galatians, I mean Romans 6, verse 6. It says, knowing this, what are you supposed to know about your old man? Okay? Every man was born with an old man. You know why we call him old man? He started from Adam. Okay? When you are born, you are born with that old man. And that old man loves the sin. You know the word iniquity? I'm just wonder what does this mean? Why does God use the word transgression and then he says sin and then sometimes he says iniquity? Iniquity is the draw towards sin. What makes you want to go towards something that you know is bad? You know it's bad. You know you're going to get in trouble. You know you shouldn't go into that cookie jar. Mama may find out. But you go in anywhere. That's what it is. Is that nature, sinful nature in us? He's called the old man. But Paul says, if you know this, he says, know this, that your old man was what? Crucified with Christ. The nature of you that loves the sin, it died with the Lord Jesus Christ. This is the gospel. It's supernatural. All you have to do is accept it. And reckon that this is true. And declare it with your mouth that this is who I am. If you are unable to declare it, that means you don't want it. That's why God's going to judge people. Because they had their privilege. They should want it, but they refused. But you want it. And you're sitting here this morning and you say, I want that. I want to be right with God. I want to be God's best friend. He'll give you. Because the Bible says, the desires of a righteous man will be granted. Your life, I'm telling you, your life is being transformed right now. Those of you that are struggling, no matter what it is, God's going to free you from that struggle this morning. In Jesus' name, you need to rejoice. This is the gospel because you were alone and struggled on your own. But now God is taking up for you and he's on your side. He will walk with you if you want it. If you want it. Knowing this that our old man was crucified with him. That the body of sin might be done away with. That we should no longer be what? Slaves to sin. Slaves to sin. I'm not going to be a slave to sin. That thing cannot control me. Die. I'm dead to it. When somebody says something 
to offend me and the anger begins to rise. I say to it, eh, you're talking to a dead man. I'm dead. I can't respond. Amen. I'm dead. I can't respond. I have a new master now. If I listen to you, he won't like it. So why don't you get out? Amen. And you got the right. You have the right. If you want to. If any man wants to do God's will. You will know of the doctrine. You will know of the doctrine. I'm quoting a lot of scriptures. But these are scriptures that are good. Now, can you give me... (laughs) Teresa is really frustrating this when I'm going all over. You're okay? (laughs) Okay. Thank you. Thank you. Now, Romans 6 verse 17. Romans 6 verse 17. I'm telling you, showing you scriptures today to let you know that God is true and we can be free from sin. He says, but God be thanked that though you were, notice the words used, were, that's in the past. That's in the past. You were slaves of sin. You a slave doesn't have a choice. You do what the master tells you to do. But now you are no longer a slave to sin. He can detect you unless you want to sin. But he just cannot detect you. You have to have that mindset. You were slaves to sin, yet you obeyed from the heart that form of doctrine that was delivered to you. You see, that's why I'm preaching the message. What frees you is the form of doctrine that you received. He says, you receive from the heart, not from your head, from the heart, that form of doctrine that was delivered to you. And then the next verse, verse 18 says, being then made free. Is that what he says? Verse 18. Being then, having been set free, set free. You didn't set yourself free. God did because of the form of doctrine you received. And that doctrine made you free. You shall know the truth and the truth will make you free. So being then set free from sin, you became slaves of what? You are a slave of righteousness. You are no longer a slave of sin. When that anger against your wife, okay? <laughs> I don't know where I went to that. <laughs> I didn't get angry. I tried to survive in my home, not kidding. <laughs> when that anger comes up and you want to be angry or somebody has offended you or somebody cuts you on, okay? <laughs> and that anger is rising up. I got to get back to them. Uh, you say, hey, 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 uh, I'm no longer your slave. You see, I have a new master. It's called righteousness. I like to obey you, but my master is not going to like it. Amen. You are now free, no longer slave to sin, free from sin. Now you are slaves of righteousness. There's one scripture. Where's my time? 
I'm, I'm quoting a lot of scriptures, but I have to. This one scripture, Second uh, Corinthians chapter 5, verse 21. <coughs> it tells us that he became sin for us. Who knew no sin? That we might become, what? The righteousness of God in him. We become God's righteousness. <laughs> I thought that, that scripture, you mean I am God's righteousness? <laughs> when you look at me, you're looking at God's righteousness? Can you say that? That's why we need to what? Because the Bible says, if you yield yourself to sin, yeah, you become a slave. But if you yield yourself to righteousness, you become righteousness, the slave of righteousness. But the Bible says, we become the righteousness of God in Christ. So when I look at you, I see God's righteousness. That's how God gets glory. Because when people look at me, they see God's righteousness. And I don't want anything for them to see in me that taints the righteousness of God because now I am, according to the word of God, God's righteousness. Can I hear an amen? You are God's righteousness. When they see you, they see God's righteousness. And I want that word to be true in my life. That's who I am. When I walk around, I am God's righteousness. The Bible tells us we should confess these things. If you believe them, that's the only way it will work. Say it with your mouth. I am God's righteousness. I am no longer a slave to sin. Say it with your mouth. You got to say it because you believe it. If you don't act on it, it won't work for you. It's about experience. You have to say it with your mouth. They tried very hard to stop Jesus from saying he was the son of God. Jesus said, you have to kill me first. I am the son of God. Making himself equal with God. I am the righteousness of God in him. I have to confess that. I'm going to close with this scripture when I'm coming back again. But this is different. Now, Second Corinthians chapter 4 verse 13. 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 13. I'm talking about you saying it. If you're sick, the Bible is very clear. Let the weak say, I am weak. No, God says, let the weak say, I am strong. So what do you say if you're feeling weak? You're going to feel, I'm going to say it the way I feel. Well, that's not what God said. God says to say, I am strong. So don't lean on your understanding. Don't go with your feelings. Go with what God says and you'll be strong. That's how. If you're sick, let the sick say, I am well. Because Jesus paid the price for you. And he says in that, that 2 Corinthians 4 verse 13, he says, since we have the same spirit of faith, 
as with David, as with Abraham, as with Shildrach, Meshach, and Abednego, all of them, Samson, since we have the same spirit of faith. How many have the same spirit of faith here? Now, if your hand is down, we need to pray for you. Since we have the same spirit of faith according to what, what is written. According to what is written. They wrote it for them in those days. Uh, for John the Baptist and the apostles and all of that. But it is written for us. What does it say? I believe and therefore what? I speak. I spoke. I believe therefore I spoke. We also believe and therefore speak. I am the righteousness of God. You want to see God's righteousness? That's it here. And you say, well, you don't look like it. That's your trouble. God says I am. Amen. Amen. And I believe I am. You mind your business. I'm dealing with my God. He says I am. So I proclaim, I am. Amen? That's how you get free. You proclaim it. I am God's righteousness. I am no longer a slave to sin. I am dead to sin. I am free from all of this. Will we ever sin? Yeah, we will. Because John, First John uh, 1 verse 9, he says, if we confess our sins, right? It's right into Christians. We, we call it mistakes. Uh, please stop saying it's a mistake. You sinned, okay? You sinned. It's not a mistake. You sinned. But every time we fall, we can go back to Him and get cleansed. And it says, if we confess our sins, God is faithful and just to forgive us of our sins and what? To co- and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. So after... You have confessed your sins to God and asked for mercy. And God has been faithful to forgive you your sins and to cleanse you from all your righteousness. Once you stand up from that, you go on declaring, I am the righteousness of God again. You keep saying that. Amen. You declare that because that's what the word says. It's not just the hearers. That's the blessed. But the doers of the word. The doers. We have the same spirit of faith. Stand up with me this morning. I believe that God gave all of us some revelation today. So whatever it is that you struggle with. You put your finger towards it and say, you know, I'm dead to you. I can't listen to you anymore. I'm not going there anymore. If there is bitterness, you've allowed it. Sin kills. It will destroy. You can tell God, that's not who I am anymore. If anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. All things are gone. All things have become new. Do you know what I know? You are being cleansed right now. Do you know why I know that? Because Jesus said you are cleansed through the word. As you hear the word, God's making you holy unto himself. 
It's all by faith. Amen? It's all by faith. I believe if you are not a Christian, just all you need to do this morning is tell God, I want to be one. I want whatever that man is talking about, I want it for my life. If you say that, it will be recorded in heaven. Amen? That you have said that and God will respond to it. Everyone, he responds. Would you lift our hands up to God this morning and then tell him, yes. Tell him, I believe your word. I have accepted Jesus into my life. Tell him, yes. I'm a new creation. Things are going to change. Things are going to change in every area of my life. My family, family, my finances, my marriage, my children, everything. Because you are the righteousness of God and good things happen to righteous people according to the word of God. You have favor surrounding you as with a shield according to the word of God. You are the righteousness of God. You are the righteousness of God. And if you don't feel that way this morning, confess that sin to God. Ask for mercy. Ask for forgiveness. Ask God to forgive you. And God, I'm telling you, God will forgive you right now. Right now you will be forgiven and your life is going to be transformed. God changed my life years ago and destroyed some of those crazy stuff that I was doing. No desire for them. That's no longer who I am because I died by, through Christ with them. Take that old man to the grave. Get him baptized. It's called water grave and be saved. Father, I thank you. I thank you for your people today. Thank you, Lord, as we cry out to you. You've heard us. You said, call unto me, and I will answer you. And I will show you great and mighty things that you do not know. God, we are calling out to you this morning. Everyone here, we are calling out to you. Let no one leave this place unsaved. Let no one leave this place without the righteousness of God. Let me see. Everyone who wants the righteousness of God, please put your hands up. Let me see your hands up this morning. It should be the whole house. And if you've done this and believe that God heard you, your life has been changed. That's what Christianity is all about. You don't have to cry all the time. You can cry about what you've done. That's fine. But also believe. Believe is so important. Changing of heart is more important. I've seen people cry and they go right back. No. Change your heart today and say, God, with your help, I'm not going back because I'm dead to that. Amen. That's called repentance. That's true repentance. Not going back to that. You tell God, with your help, I'm not going back to that. I'm going to be a changed man. I'm going to be the righteousness of God. I'm not going back to that silly stuff. I'm not going back to that stuff. I'm staying with my God. I'm going to serve Him. And if you do that, God will surround you with favor as with a shield, according to His word. God loves the righteous and surrounds the righteous with favor as with a shield. So nothing evil can come near you. Things are about to change in your lives. Things are about to change in your lives. In the name of Jesus, good things from God are coming your way because you are the righteousness of God in Christ. God cannot see His righteousness hurting. You represent His righteousness. The world has to see you are righteous and He gets glory. That's the light of the world. You are His righteousness. Amen. Say it with me this morning. I am. Say it like you mean it. I am God's righteousness. I am 
God's righteousness. Now, that's the truth. Let God be true and every man a liar. Say it with me again. I am God's righteousness. Turn to the left first, the one standing by your left. Turn to them. Say to them, I am God's righteousness. Now turn to the other side and if there's no one you can look up front. I am God's righteousness according to his word. Amen. Amen. That's who we are. That's who we are. Let God be true and every man a liar, including your feelings. They're all lies. God says we are the righteousness of God. Amen. 